This is a presentation of Northeast Streaming Sports. You're listening to TGI Sports Talk with your host, Keith Angle, on Northeast Streaming Sports. everybody Keith Angle for TGI Sports Talk are you serious with my co-host the mad New Yorker Carlos Chavez who's running a little late this morning so hopefully he'll be here by the time we do the open if not we'll get started and uh and bring Carlos in when he gets here welcome to everybody welcome Roku uh subscribers good to see you here you can go to the Roku channel by the way guys and if you have a Roku TV or a Roku stick You can add the Northeast Streaming Sports channel. Um, uh, We've started to post uh, uh, some schedules. I think only Sundays is out right now. But this show, this show airs on Fridays. It'll still still be live, as we've talked about. It'll be live uh, on Fridays uh, on our normal, um, our traditional outlets, uh, Facebook and Twitter and, and YouTube. But it'll air on at noon on Fridays on. Roku, our Sunday stream of Cautions' show, again, still live at 9 a.m. on our traditional outlets, will air on Roku at noon as well. And our our Wednesday college football slash basketball huddle show will air still live at 7 p.m., but it'll air on Roku on, good question, Thursdays at noon again. And then you'll catch all my uh, my, uh, weekly vlogs and whatnot. Uh, as well. So again, thanks to the groups that allow me to share this on Facebook. Uh, thanks to all of you who come in. Uh, our regular viewers already had some chats with uh, Alan uh, this morning. Good morning, Dave Guyette. Good to see you. Um, we're going to be talking today. By the way, the weather here in the Northeast, it's going to be frigid here. Finally, winter seems to be coming. Our, our, our winters are getting more and more mild, but we got a cold snap coming and finally a snowstorm, it looks like, Sunday into Monday of maybe a foot uh, or more. We'll see if that comes to fruition. So be safe out there if you're in the Northeast. Um, today on the show, we're going to talk about, hopefully Carlos will make it. Um, I have not seen or heard from him, so if, hopefully everything's okay with Carlos. Uh, but we'll go through our uh, topics and we'll jump into them and we'll, we'll certainly... Uh, uh, We'll certainly look at Alan. Good morning, Alan. As I said, uh, Alan just got out of work, but he's here. And it's 60s there, I believe, in Oklahoma is where Alan is. Big Cowboy fan. So, today's topics. Today's topics. We're going to talk about uh, the coaching changes. You know, which ones were accurate, which ones were mistakes potential we'll talk about the gm uh changes as well and, and kind of reflect on those we'll look at some potential uh, uh replacements i've got a list of eight coaches that i think will fill these eight spots seven if the raiders don't actually make a change that's going to be interesting to see if they keep uh rick uh uh i'll never say his name right versace i'll say i'm gonna i know i'm probably saying it wrong 
Uh, but we'll talk about those replacements. We'll talk about uh, the quarterbacks we tr- trust most and least uh, as we head into the playoffs. We'll look at the playoff matchups themselves this weekend and uh, make some predictions. And if we have time, we'll get to the NBA and look at some contenders, pretenders, and possible sleepers. So we'll see what we have time for uh, today. And again, uh, unfortunately, uh, Carlos, uh, the mad New Yorker, has not joined us yet. I'll send him a new uh, invite just in case. Hang on, bear with me one second while I do this. Shouldn't take but a second. We do hope everything's all right with Carlos. Um, And uh, certainly if something's come up, we certainly understand life has a way of of, uh, jumping up and catching us off guard. So, Carlos, if you're out there, Hope everything's all right. I'm sending you a new email just in case you didn't get yesterday's. Okay. Anyway, let's jump right into things here, guys. Big game Saturday night. We're good. We'll get into that too, Dave. Uh, big game with the Bills and Patriots. Uh, Dave and I are on opposite sides of that, as as you who watch the show obviously know. But let's take a quick look at. Um, uh, let's see. All right. We're going to start with the coaches who got hired and fired. Let's start out. I guess we'll start. I'm going to and I'm going to comment. My comments are going to be: Should he have been fired? Should he not have been fired? And we'll also talk about. Um, I'm not going to talk necessarily about the replacements at this time. At the end, I'm going to go through eight coaches. I think will get the jobs, and I'm going to predict where they go. Where they go. Houston fired yesterday. The latest firing, David Cully. Uh, was fired, as was his offensive coordinator, Tim Kelly. Yeah, I, Whether this was fair or not, I just don't know. Because, look, at David Culley was put into a no-win situation. To not give him t- more time there is probably a bit ludicrous. I mean, obviously, they didn't have a great se- uh, season, but he had no quarterback. But David Mills made some uh, made some progress. That team may... If they put some playmakers in place, there's a lot of things to fix there. They're not going to be a contender for a few years. Um, but McNair has shown he wants to win. And I think it might be a good job down the road. Right now, this could be an atrocious job. Because I'll tell you what, I think Alan brought up earlier that, you know, he asked me if he thought that Flores would go there. Um, yeah, we're going to get to him in a second. Um in fact, I'll jump to that right after this. Um, uh, Alan had asked me if I thought Flores might get that job in, in Texas uh, to keep Watson there. I don't think Watson's going to play, and I've said this a lot. I don't think Watson's playing in the NFL again. Way too much baggage there. The NFL has got to stay on top of these off-field uh, situations that you know are not acceptable. And they've got to stick to some kind of, uh, you know, code of conduct uh, policies. So that's got to be that's got to be done. Uh, so David Culley out. Who's going to get the job here? I guess I'll just give you my picks as I go through here. I think Todd Bowles will be the pick here. And Todd Bowles, you know what, had a, a, a one good season, no playoffs with the Jets. Didn't do a horrendous job with the situation he had to deal with uh, until maybe the end. But Again, coaches often learn from that first uh, foray. Look at Bill Belichick. I mean, you may hear me mention Bill Belichick more than once today. 
Bill Belichick did not have great success in his first go-around in Cleveland for a multitude of reasons. He took the team to the playoffs once, but then he had to go through the whole deal of, of Cleveland moving to Baltimore, which, uh, you know, again, that was beyond his control and, and shouldn't have happened. So we'll jump to Miami now. Uh, Brian Flores is fired uh, surprisingly on Monday after doing a really good job in Miami, winning uh, 10 games last year, nine games this year, uh, and turning around a team that had been nowhere at the time. Now, the rumors out of Miami are that uh, Flores was having some issues with the uh, – with the GM there, he'd had some issues with Tua. They got into some shouting matches during the season, during games, uh, in the locker room. And I say, so what? Um, Brian Flores is, I think, a strong leader. Uh, he's, he's changed the culture in Miami from where it was under Adam Gaze. <laughs> and you Jet fans don't need to know about what Adam Gaze can do to a culture. Um. And to me, this is ridiculous. And Brian Flores will not be out of a job long. In fact, I'm predicting Brian Flores will go to the Giants myself. Here comes Carlos now. As soon as I see him pop in, him there he is. Let's add Carlos to the show. Carlos, good morning. Morning, Keith. How are you doing today? Good morning, everybody. I'm glad you're doing okay. I was a little worried about you for a minute. No, I just had my uh. Dropping off the kid to school, and he forgot he forgot a couple things. So, well, that's what kids do. That's what kids do. Well, welcome this morning. Glad you're in. I just started talking about the uh, changes, and I'll back up a little bit um, to catch you up. I was talking about David. I started with David Cully getting fired yesterday, and I think it's an unfair decision by the Texans. As David Cully had nothing to work with this year, um, but they did make some progress. I thought uh, late in the year, David Mills showed some promise. Uh, uh, at quarterback, I don't know if he'll be their quarterback of the future. He did promise, and I thought that this was a mistake. Um, what were your thoughts on the uh, Texas firing? Can you hear me, Carlos? Yeah, hello? Yeah, can you hear me? Carlos seems to be having some technical issues. I don't think he's hearing me. Carlos, maybe you want to, yeah, Carlos will be back in. <laughs> anyway, I'll continue on Flores for a few minutes. Uh, let's see what we got. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, get some of your comments here. So Alan, uh, he wanted Herbert and the ownership drafted to a, well, it's a good point. You know, look at, if the ownership is choosing Flores over Tua, that's a huge mistake. If there's bigger problems within, uh, within the uh, organization with Flores and other people, well then, okay. But let's again, remember, this is a Bill Belichick disciple. And one of the criticisms I heard was that he had carried himself a lot like Belichick and turned people off. Well, guess what happened after Bill Belichick lost his first job? So let's get Carlos back in here. Carlos. Yeah. I, sorry about that. I was okay. trying to flip the camera on and I'm using a phone instead of a laptop today. So um, <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing about Belichick and, and him getting fired from Cleveland and coming back, you know, I don't know if you can say the same thing right now about Flores, you know, because. Well, you can't because we don't have the next 20 years to look forward to. Right? So. That, I mean, you know, 
these these young guys they talk a lot you know they they have a good nflpa so you know players hear things they're gonna they're gonna be they're gonna be trepidation about who they're playing for and and you know whether it's whether it's a good fit for them so when when people talk and things like this come out it's it, it doesn't bode well for people in a, for coaches looking for a job in the future for sure things like that that he can't get along with a quarterback who won't go along with the way he wants things done yeah i, I, mean, I think I, I think it was his form of of trying to motivate tua yeah you know and um you get him focused but it's not it's not a good look at all you know so and if if it's if you're it's quarterback talking you know if it was somebody else like a kicker or O linemen, you know those those guys are, are are you know they're important parts of the team, but not they're not the you know they're not the heart and soul of the team as far as like when it comes down to laying down those contracts, right? You don't build your team around a a kicker, right? So or, or no, uh, no, but you don't you use your quarterback as a uh, example sometimes. Bill Belichick did it for twenty years in Miami or in Miami, good grief, in in New, in New England, and that's one of the reasons Tom Brady left is after twenty years, by the way. Right, but uh, didn't like being the whipping boy, but that's how he motivated the rest of the team. You can't, yeah, but you, you can't mo- quarterback. Yeah, so mo- everybody's motivated differently. Everybody ex- has different expectations, right? So. Uh, this is like the time that we're getting into now in, in, in um, NFL, NBA, and, and, and sports, right? So you, you have to feel you have to feel like like you belong, like you need, like you want to be there. Like there's a lot of things that have to happen for you to to be uh, to be successful and that to be motivated to to be a good athlete. And if it's your coach and and, and it's somebody that you don't feel like is going to help you, you know. Well, because if, if you look at it, two two was doing pretty good after after game four, game five. He started picking. You know, his stats just kept getting better. Um, so I I don't I don't know. Like, look at I got to tell you that if this is a choice between Flores and Tua, then the Miami Dolphins made a huge mistake uh, for their 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 immediate future and their long term future. But it remains to be seen. I've got a candidate here that I like uh, for this job, by the way, and I think it's going to be Kellen Moore will get this job. What are your thoughts on uh, the Miami opening? Kellen Moore, well, they got – Miami has a lot of tools in that offense. Um, if they bring in a defensive-minded coach, you know, that's going to change the well, scale. Kellen Moore is the offensive coordinator. For right. The- so if, if you bring in someone like Kellen Moore who's offensive-minded, who, uh, who's going to be his defensive coordinator, right? Wow, oh, you got to hire any. We've had this discussion many times, right? If you're if you're strong suits offense, you got to get a really strong defensive coordinator, and vice versa. So obviously, you got to bring in somebody that can that handle that side of the ball. And I'm confident that he would. I think Kellen Moore is going to get a job this year for sure. Yeah, I mean, I it's one. I don't. He's he's young. Like, is two is two going to follow someone like Kellen Moore? That's the question right there. So again, again, if we're hiring coaches just so who our quarterback likes and will you know get along with, you know, name me, name me, name me a a Super Bowl coach, maybe ever that everybody in the team universally loved. I can't think of one. And you? Well, it's not about universal love. It's about 
wins and losses, right? So is Kellen Moore, does he have enough wins under his belt to swing that job in Miami? Like he looks, you know, some of the stuff that the Cowboys have done looks okay, but, you know. Their offense has been lights out since he's been there, really. Except for when, I'm sorry, when when Dak was out, it wasn't necessarily. Right, I was going to say, like, uh, so, I don't, it, it depends on what Give happens me. in Miami. Unfortunately, it's going to depend on leadership that's not consistent, that's not on the same page. So, that, 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 that that's a proof of fact right there, right? So. Give me a name you think that's going to be uh, at the top of the list there. Leftwich? I got Leftwich going to, to uh, Jacksonville myself. Yeah. Which, for uh, since we're on that, well, uh, you know, that was certainly a, a warranted firing. Urban Meyer in way over his head. I made a huge mistake. I thought he'd be a fit, but he just never bought in. And uh, I think Leftwich is the guy who's going to get the job there. Yeah, I mean Jacksonville. He's he'll be back home, right? That's where he that's where he started his career. Started but uh, if, if if they go another route, you know, um, I think Leftwich just wants to stay. It, uh, Florida is his place, right? Like he's comfortable there. He knows the state, you know. There's so some, there's something I hadn't thought of. But Moore's a lefty and can help in that way. I don't know if that really matters, Allen, but you know, it, it is a fact that Moore did, was his lefty-handed quarterback, as is Tua. Listen, before I go any further, I want to welcome in. Uh, we got a new uh, uh, follower today, and I'll probably mis- mispronounce your name. Maybe Carlos can help me. Uh, I'm going to say uh, Isiko uh, Raymond from the Uganda. This is our first uh, viewer that I've seen from Uganda. So welcome uh, to the show, and I hope you follow TGI Sports Talk shows uh, throughout the week. Isiko, uh, uh, and uh, welcome. So – there's two jobs we talked about. I talked about Tex, the Texans before you came on. I was talking right. about Cully. I thought it was unfair to him. He had no shot this year. Um, I know you I, might I feel, have heard comments about Mills and whatnot, but well, I, I feel I feel bad for for Tex for Texans as far as like the team right now. They're you know they have to they have to figure out whether they're going to keep Watson or they're going to let him go. They have to figure out um, a new, a new coaching staff again. So it's like their leadership. Is like Miami's leadership right now. And if you're if you're a coach, you know if you're a new coach, do you want to go? Do you want to go into those, you know, murky murky water? Like you want to go? You want a clean slate, right? So if you know that, you know that Harbaugh is not going to Miami or or to Texas, right? No. So you got to look to see what where these coaches' heads are at, right? And um, what what's going to happen right now is the playoffs. In the NFL with the Patriots. If the Patriots lose, are they gonna is that offensive coordinator gone? Is well, he gonna... Josh McDaniel is a wild card in this whole right. uh, musical tours. <laughs> whether people really want him um is a question. And you know, whether the Patriots are gonna give him more to stay like they did the last time when he burned the, the Colts. That's he's gonna be a huge wild card. I think Bowles is a guy who may end up with the Texans here. Todd Bowles might be the guy here. I... If I'm Todd Bowles, because I, I had that experience in New York with the Jets, I'm not going. I'm not going to Texas, man. I'm, I'm even if it's another head coach job, man. You don't because you don't. You don't even have like the, the same thing with the Jets. They didn't have a quarterback. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you don't. You don't have a, a, a foundation. You know. And my thing is that they should have kept calling it for another three years. Um, I don't you know, think- it, it would have been. E- it would have been an easier bet for them. They would have been. You know. The coaching staff, the team, you would have, you know, 
if you want to start clean, you know, you, this Watson thing is going to hold him down for sure. Well, I don't see – well, Watson, I still don't think he'll ever play in the league again. That's just – I've said that from the beginning, and I'm going to stick to that until I'm wrong. <clears throat> but David Culley, in my mind, did nothing to warrant getting fired. I mean, how many te- games did they think they were going to win? I think he did a good job winning a couple of games for crying out loud. Right, he won the four games, and the four games weren't – there were – the ones that he won weren't bad, right? Like no, they beat Titans. I mean, number beat one. Titans, yeah, and so. David Mills did make some progress, I thought, through the through the season. And I, whether he's going to be a starting quarterback for a long term, I don't know. But he did make some progress to give at least some hope uh, to that position there. Well, I mean, what if Cudley said Mills isn't the guy, and the Texans were like, we don't have any money spent on a quarterback, and that's the reason he let you know they let him go. Awesome. We don't. We don't. We don't really know. We just know that they have Mills, they have Watson, and now they need a new coach. Uh, well, that's uh, Alan's. Uh, Alan's loving that cowboy uh, <laughs> coordinator, Calamore. He's a big cowboy fan, so I think Calamore will get that job. Let's move on to the Giants and Joe Judge. Uh, you know, I think <laughs> Joe Judge would have been safe if you'd asked me like three weeks ago, but Joe Judge went on this. To him. He couldn't shut his mouth week in and week out the last couple of weeks. And he talked himself into getting fired and probably rightfully so. The team needed to start over. It wasn't going to be fair to judge or the new GM to, to have a new GM come in with <clears throat> with that baggage. So probably best that they got rid of both Gettleman and him. Yeah. So judge's big issue, right, is was the fact that he he, he couldn't get anybody to motivate enough to score enough on that team. The defense was okay, but I mean, you fired, you, you you went ahead and you fired your OC, blaming him, and then you didn't turn around and you didn't make it any different, right? So yeah. the proof is in the pudding. At the end of the day, like you know, you got to, you got these guys on these contracts, you know, Saquon. Uh, you got like uh, you know, the offense is supposed to be legit, but there are a bunch of injuries going on over there. So, you know, things didn't things weren't going in his favor. Anyway, this year, so I think it was a better better for him whether he realized it or not, and the Giants that they parted ways. Yeah, um, because now he doesn't have to worry about a new GM. He can worry, you know, he don't have to worry about whether they're going to get a new quarterback or not. Like, there's a lot of things that when you go into a season, you want to, you know, you want to be able to to go on with a good foundation. You know, like you're going to pick up players, you're going to lose players, but you want to make sure that you have quarterback you know yeah like unlike some other guys and who i've compared to belichick in the second chance i don't think joe judge is going to get that second chance in the nfl i think he just it, things were too dysfunctional i think especially at the end and i don't think he's going to get another chance no i see joe maybe judge going back with saving you know um well, i think he'll get a job i don't mean as i mean as a head coach in the nfl he'll, he'll go somewhere and re- rehabilitate his his uh, reputation yeah. as a coordinator yeah yeah but uh you know I, uh, he'd had a decent season, and he's young, so I, I could see him getting a second chance. Maybe not in the next two to three years, but maybe in five to ten years. You know, like he's not going to be that much old. He's going to be a little bit older, and hopefully, he'll you, you know he'll get his his uh, resume. You know, yeah. Looking and I, good. Have, I have I have penciled in Brian Flores as the next Giants head coach. I do Whoa. think I do think he'll be back in the league this year, 
And I think well, the Giants might recognize the Bill Belichickness in him and make this bold move. That's a tough call. I mean, he's from New York, right? Yep. He's from he's yep. from Brownsville. So, man, man, oh man, I don't know if Giants fans will be okay with that. To be honest with you, what are the Giants fans going to be okay with? I don't. I don't think anybody that's going to be the next head coach for New York Giants, the Giants fans, are going to be okay with it until the Giants start winning. <laughs> so that 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 will like uh, Flores. <laughs> so Flores could be the guy. <laughs> oh man, you know. Unless they go out and you know make some big hire for a big name, you know they bring Bill Cowher out of retirement, which isn't happen. Then Giant fans will be happy in the beginning. Otherwise, you're right; they're going to be down on whoever they get. Yeah, uh, I don't, I don't know, man. The Giants, the, right now they're already. I mean, they're already. They've been interviewing people left and right since they fired Gettleman and and Judge. You know, they brought in the uh, Buffalo GM, assistant GM, and then they're, you know, they're looking at different, well, different, you know, yeah, ways they, of how to improve. They, so I, don't, I don't know. Mara's made the decision that he's going to hire a GM and let the GM hire the coach, which is the way it should work. But they got to do this quickly, or the coaches, you know, will get snapped up here. This is hiring season uh, through the playoffs, as we all know too. Yeah, and I mean, just. It's been a few days. There hasn't been a hiring yet of any no. of these coaches, so no. been a lot of talk. Um, I think the I think it's going to get a little bit the the carousel will get a spinning a little quicker once the playoffs die down because a lot of these a lot of these owners are looking at some of these playoff teams and maybe want to pick pick some of these pockets. You know, Kansas City uh, have a few guys on on their staff. Eric Bieniemy. Uh, Let's bring up Eric Bieniemy right now, and I I would like to see Bieniemy getting a job. I don't have him penciled in as I was looking at the openings and who I think will go where. But how does Eric Bieniemy still not have a job? But Jim Caldwell, you know, not a bad football coach, got the Colts to the Super Bowl, but you know, he comes up for and his name comes up for every open position in the NFL, it seems, and he's just another retread. But Eric Bieniemy doesn't get a shot. Yeah, but I think that's up to Eric Bieniemy as well. Like you, you know. A lot of people don't give some of these young young um, black coaches who are in the up a lot of credit as far as you, you're you not going to make me a scapegoat, right? You might give me an opportunity to, to interview, but don't make me a scapegoat either, you know? Some of these teams, man, they, they, they're they in the NFL for sure, but, you know, these low – the low-ranking teams, you don't want to – it's not that you don't want to be a part of that and, and, and make – and that you can make them better. But if you don't make them better – in two to three seasons, you're a scapegoat, right? Like Bowles. Well, like the Jets, network. when they hire Bowles, Bowles is actually a pretty decent coach. We got four years, didn't he? I think Bowles had like three, and they, they, they didn't give him the fourth, yeah. right? Maybe it was three. I thought he might have had four, but whatever. You're but right. Like, it's a win now, Lee. you got to win. Or right. you, you know, you see it with Judge. You see it with with a lot of guys. Um, and, I, and look, if you're Jim Harbaugh, you're the same thing. You know, like you – you had your name already, you know, run it, run through the through the mud. Like you don't need to get, you don't need to, you know, be in a bad situation. Even though you probably can make it better, but you don't want to make, you don't want to go into a bad situation to make it better. You want to go into a good situation and win, right? Well, so, I mean, you could offer me to, you could offer me the coaching job in the Texans, and I look at you and be like, yeah, I don't know, man, I don't. <laughs> I don't want to be gone in two days and you making me look like the worst the worst coach of the century, right? Well, before I move on, I, and I want to segue into Harbaugh and where I think he might be, there's an open job that fits him, I think, a couple open jobs. But 
two, one of them may not be open. Um, before I go on there, uh, Alan talks about Caldwell going to the Giants. I do not think that's a hire that would excite Giant fans at all. Well, so. I, I would like, I would be okay with that. Um, but you know, Giant fans, they, me as a Giant fan as well. I'm like, look at it, we, our hands are there. Like, okay, we got, we got rid of. You know, a coach again in a in a two in a two year process. Like, what's gonna happen? even if you bring in a GM and a coach, we're gonna need three to four years, man. And that's, I think the Giant fans already kind of like are shaking their head and like they know this. They're not gonna be playing for the Super Bowl next next year, probably not. So, yeah. you know. Well, back to Harbaugh. I do think Harbaugh will be in the league this year in either Chicago or the Raiders. The Raiders, I don't know, are gonna get rid of uh, uh, Rick. I'm going to say his name wrong again, Biasachi. Uh, uh, he's done a great job since he's been there. They're in the playoffs. If they win a game in the playoffs or two games, they're probably not going to fire him. So as much as Harbaugh gets talked up for the Raiders and his friendship with 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 uh, Davis and and having David Derek Carr, which you and I have a debate on, but I think the place for Jim Harbaugh is the Bears – and actually, Alan thinks that Flores would be a good spot for the Bears. I noticed that back in the comments a little while ago. Flores and the Bears is actually not a bad. But yeah. the problem now, again, the ownership. You just had a stopgap coach. You know, he took he took a he took a QB in the first round. You know, and and didn't do anything with him. I don't well, think I don't even know. think Trubisky was as much as good as he played for Chicago. I don't think he was worth the first round draft pick. But I mean. And now, and the only thing that proves me wrong is the fact that without them, they were losing. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, it's a. Well, I mean, Chicago has a good defense. To be honest with you, um, a they couple do. more pieces, a, a couple more pieces in that defense to solidify it. They got an okay offense. The rookie's not bad. Again, if you're Flores and you go to Chicago, who are you bringing as your OC, man? <laughs> you know. Again, all of those things, and there's plenty of good offensive minds around the country, and they don't, don't not all of them have ties to the Shanahan family, so you don't have to worry there. <laughs> yeah, hey, if I'm, if, hey, if I'm Flores, I'm bringing Charlie Weiss back into the OC game. <laughs> you know, I love Charlie Weiss. Charlie Weiss is like, though he's like, a, uh, I, he's untouchable. Nobody will touch him anymore. No, he's toxic. No. He's toxic. He he, uh, he he did it. He did it in for himself when he went yeah. to the college game and and promised to 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 take these teams to promised land, you know, you can't he, do that. He's tried to get some offensive coordinator jobs and nobody will. No. I mean, got a unfortunate. It's unfortunate. It's, he's t- it is. He's a great offensive mind. He really is. Yeah. Um, I think Harbaugh gets this job and they're going to wait till they hire a GM as well. Cause Ryan Pace got fired there as well. Probably let Matt Nagy stay this year, which was ridiculous. You know, all they do is set themselves back one more year by not firing the head coach last year. Well, so. the thing that Chicago did this year was, they gave themselves an opportunity by having Nagy as a coach and did not firing him last year gives him this opportunity now at, at, at the fact that there's a lot of good coaching opportunities out there that, uh, you know, and, and the coaches are, are out there and available. Whereas if we had last year, um, you know, it was a slim pickings and, yeah. and in the coordinators positions as well. So, so, well, let's move on to a spot that I know you were uh, – we disagreed on. Vic Faggio gets fired by Denver. Again, I think it's probably a, a symptom of what you just talked about. It's a win-now league, right? But right. 
and they haven't had a quarterback. I mean, he, to me, they need a hold. They need to sweep clean, and including John Elway, by the way, needs to get swept out of that organization and start over because well, they've been stagnant for years since Peyton Manning retired. Yeah, and it's it's bound to happen because they're being sold. So yeah, that right there. If I'm killing more, I'm more interested in that situation than the wow. Texans. You know, Except you don't have a quarterback. That's it's, the only thing. Yeah, but you, you go in with the new GM. You going in with it. You know, you get to draft. You're, gonna, you're probably going to get to draft it. You know, great, not so. a great uh, quarterback class this year, though. Coming out this year, anyway. So, I mean, Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater is a good stopgap if he can stay on the field. But you're right; that might not be a bad spot for Kellen Moore. I wouldn't uh, disagree. If, I, if I'm if I'm a young coach and I'm looking in, into getting a, a, a you know an NFL team. I'm I'm more likely to pick the Broncos over the Texans or the Dolphins. You don't like I said. You don't want to go in in a toxic situation or a, a bad situation and just be like, oh, uh, if I don't win, I'm I'm a stop back quarterback. Whether no matter your race and no matter what you know your background is, you wanna you wanna win. You know you wanna you know you wanna go into a good situation and you, you wanna just make sure that. You, you have a good job, like you have a good situation for you. So. Alan's picked up on your Shanahan hatred as well. By the way, so so wait, so we're going to talk about that when we talk. We go over the the Niners versus the uh, Rams. Right. right, we'll do that. Yeah, let's do that. Let's. Uh, we got a spot. We we, t- we kind of glossed over the Raiders. I think it's. I think I think they may keep uh, uh, Biasachi uh, here myself. I don't know how you can fire him with the job he's done in that in in some really tough circumstances there in Vegas this year. I know, and it, here's the thing: Vegas, the Raiders did themselves uh, a dis a disservice by by moving to Vegas, right? Because you know their that. fan their fan base is L.A., Oakland, you know, the, the California. So, I mean, some of these fans are, are glad to go to Vegas on the weekend to catch a game or two, but you, Vegas is going to be a tough, tough place to play um, and coach and be at because it, it's just not. I don't. I mean, I think the the NFL was reaching and allowing Vegas as a as, to be there. That's gonna. It's they have a great stadium, you know. Yeah, it's a beautiful stadium. But, yeah, uh, you they know, they're not team. You know. Again, the, the fans in Oakland have been just screwed by the NFL year after year. I mean, how many times have the Raiders moved now? They moved to L.A. and back, and they moved to Englewood, and they moved to – now they moved to Vegas. I mean, jeepers, creepers. So that that's that's the situation. Like the, unfortunately, like that, that family, that ownership, they're going to have troubles with a lot of things going in there. And um, who's going who's gonna to want to go to Vegas as a coach? With the situation where they're at right now, like yeah. you know, because that's a tough, that's a tough. Uh, they're in a tough conference, anyways, right? Yeah, so, that's why I think I think the coach stays there, and if he doesn't stay, I got a name for you out of the out, uh, a dark horse, Gerard Mayo. We may get that job if they decide to move on, but I think they're going to keep uh, the interim. I don't coach. think the Davis family will go Mayo route. I think I think they'll want to go somebody with a with a. They'll want to go with everybody that has a big name because that's what they traditionally do, right? There's only the one Raiders, big name available, though, when you think about it. It's only it's Harbaugh or Bust. Who else is a big name out there available? There's none. I mean, unless you're unless you're going to go to college and get a Luke Fickle, and I think after the Meyer debacle, that's going to be a tough sell this year. Yeah, uh, man. I'm, 
That's not to say Luke Fickle wouldn't be a really good NFL coach, by the way, but it, teams tend to shy away from coaches when these types of things start to happen, right? Yeah. Who uh, was this guy's name from the who's the defensive coordinator for the Cowboys and coached the, the Falcons? Oh, I forget his name. Dan Quinn. I, I can see Dan Quinn maybe get an offer from, from the Raiders. Hey, listen, if you want to blow huge leads in the Super Bowl, Dan Quinn's your guy. That's all I can say. <laughs> but the thing is that he's been in the Super Bowl, right? True. True. He led the Falcons to a Super Bowl. I won't give him credit for that. Uh, their coaching job in the third and fourth quarter will kind of leave for another day. Uh, <laughs> one job left that we haven't talked about is Minnesota. Mike Zimmer gets fired after, gosh, he's been there quite a while. He got plenty of chances. The team had some good seasons. Um Got to an NFC championship game, could never get them over the hump. And I, I think Kirk Cousins was his demise because I don't think he's a, a, a guy to take you to his, the promised land. But probably rightfully, he's had his chance, and I think he needed to go. And um, what are your thoughts on that? Zim, man, it's, I don't think it was just Kirk Cousins, man. It was it's not just Kirk Cousins, but uh, look, at he's part of the problem there. Look that that conference is 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 tough. Like, cause there only there's only one team that's a winning team, and you're gonna be compared to that team every time you get a new you know new season starts. You know, and then you you look at your quarterback. It's like, can you can you are you comparable to 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 uh, to Rogers, or is this you know is this gonna be another you know? <laughs> so yeah, uh, whoever coaches that team has a decent team, has a decent roster. Just need to make a few moves, but. I got a name for you there too. Doug Peterson. Yeah, I heard, I heard about, I heard some people, some rumblings about, you know, maybe Peterson going to to Minnesota. That's not a bad team for him to coach, to be honest with you. That would be a really good team for him to coach, I think. He's coached in the division before. He was a a Packers offensive coordinator. I know Mm -hmm. he had an interview with the Bears already, but I think the Vikings are a better fit for him. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I think Peterson in that division makes sense, to be honest with you. Any final thoughts on uh on the whole coaching carousel up to this point? We'll have lots of talk about as guys start to get hired, obviously. Right. I don't I don't I feel like they're gonna wait till at least uh the playoffs, the second round of the playoffs, some of these coaches and some of these teams. Um turned down multiple well, he wants to stay in Dallas. Not if he gets offered a bunch of money as a head coach though, uh I don't think, uh, Alan, unless they're paying a lot of money in Dallas, which they might be, and he can pick and choose. Well, here's here's the thing about Quinn, right? You, he didn't win the Super Bowl, and if he does win the Super Bowl, he's a better sell, right? Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it may, it's not a bad idea for him to, to, to stick in Dallas. I mean, they have an opportunity to get to the Super Bowl at least. Well, we spent a lot of time there. Let's move on to uh, just to make sure we don't run out of time. We got to get to the wild cards. We may have to skip the NBA again today. We'll get to the NBA. <laughs> um, let's take a look at tomorrow's matchups. And look, I'm going to start with I'm going to start with my game only because I got a comment in here I want to put up because uh, David the uh, Gaillette is saying he just saw that there's lots of tickets left for the Bills Jets game. Now that's probably because it's going to be about a hundred degrees below zero with the wind chill, uh, David probably. But those Phil's fans you think would be sturdy enough to handle that. Anyway, to get to the game, 
you know who I'm going to like here, and I'm going to tell you why. It's not because I think Mac Jones is a better quarterback or anything like that. I think the Patriots showed when they played up there in the inclement weather the first time the running game is what's going to be uh, control this. Uh, we're not going to have the wind, I don't think, like we had the last time, but it's going to be freezing cold, and I think you're going to need to run the ball, and the Patriots can run the ball with more consistency than Buffalo, and then it's going to be a matter of putting it in the end zone and not kicking field goals. And stopping the Bills on third down, which in the last matchup that the Bills won, the Patriots could not get off the field on third down. And they got to contain Josh Allen, keep him in the pocket, and not getting these, you know, late uh, runs for first downs. Right. Yeah, Yeah, they're not going to contain Josh Allen because he's going to run. He has no, he has no other, (laughs) there's no other plan for him to just stay in the pocket and throw. Like, you know, he he doesn't have an O-line for that. That running game needs to get started, no matter whether it's Allen, Singletary, or whoever else is on that on that uh, on that roster running the ball. You know, the Patriots because they show more consistency. They have a you know a good O line. The defense is actually pretty good. The turnover ratio. You know, the Bills got a they got an uphill battle, and it's not. I don't think, and people are gonna blame the coach, <laughs> but. I don't I, this year I don't think it's going to be the coach's fault. Like he can he can set up a great game plan but that team's not deep enough. Well, and, I the GM again as you just said the roster is not deep enough and they did yeah. not do anything to improve their running game this year which is their downfall. You have got to be able to run the ball. It's not a running league, we know that, but you've got to be able to run the ball in big spots and at the end of games to to bleed that clock and they can't do it. Right. Now the if if the Patriots keep the Bills close, you you're gonna have a game. Like it's up to them. It's it's the ball is in the Patriots' court right now. And if they if they allow this game to go, you know, fourteen, you know, sixteen, whatever it is, if they keep it too close, because Josh Allen, man, he can run and he can throw the ball. So, and he's clutch. So. Another thing the Patriots can't do is get behind early in the game. They've had yeah. very slow starts for the last month. It cannot continue. They can't be hopeful all behind 14, 17, nothing like they have been. You know, that defense is key. That defense has to make sure they go out there and, and, and not have third downs happen like they did the last game where they just kept giving the Bills all those third downs and moving move them back up to first, uh, giving them the first downs again. And, um Hey, the Patriots know the team and they know how to beat them. So if you if you go into somebody's yard and you you know you got all the you know you know everything about them, you sh- you got to go in there and, and and put it on them, man. Like I see this game, it can go either way, and it's up to the Patriots, man. I think it'll be a very close game. I think it's going to be twenty-one eighteen. Yo, number. like I said, <laughs> it, if the pay if the Patriots don't score the first two touchdowns. And, and and just run the ball. They keep Allen close. You could see an overtime game, man. You could. You could. David Gatt's calling for snow. I think the snow might be in on Sunday, David. I'm not sure. I'll check the the forecast before we chat. Well, I guess by the time we chat again, I'll be uh, again. Be over. Look, but. Keith, this is where your this is where the experience of your quarterback is going to take hold, right? Josh Allen has a couple more years on his belt. He's been in the playoffs, <laughs> you know, so. Uh, you know. Allen's got the Bills 27-13. Yeah, I'm t- I'm t- look, he this is where this is where the rubber meets the road, man. The Patriots got it. 
if the Patriots play like they play all year, right, and not and not make this a new season, they they're good. But if they go in there think and the Bills go in there thinking this is a new season, and the Patriots go in there and think that they're just gonna win this game. And you know? yeah, listen to uh, Allen's comment about trusting Josh Allen more than Mac Jones. If the game came down to a shootout between Josh Allen and Mac Jones, well, I agree with you. Right. But the way the Patriots use Mac Jones, and if they're able to use him the way he is most successful, I trust Mac Jones in that situation more than Josh Allen because Allen's going to be asked to do so much. Right. You know? So this is a Belichick team, right? So there is. You're gonna. They're not going to give Allen. They're not going to give Allen the opportunity, but they have to put the points on the board. Okay, because if you again, if you if, they, if you make this a close game. You going to overtime, buddy? Because Allen, Allen is a clutch player, and not just Allen, but these Bills and they like they're scrappy. So yeah. just keep keep them from from you, you keep, know having. And both teams here, you're wishy washy here, uh, Carlos. Not like you. And I just you know I'm I've, I've told people that I didn't I don't believe in the Bills. Um, I, I call them pretenders, and and now they got to play a, a team with with a quarterback that doesn't have any experience. So. This to me, this game's a toss-up, and I'm not betting on this game at all. I'll be taking the four points in this game. I can tell Good you. Good right. luck. <laughs> Have fun with that. Tell you right now. All right. If I was favorite, I probably wouldn't be t- betting the game. I can tell no, you. No, but I, the Patriots are favorite to win this game. No, no. The Bills are a four-point favorite. The, are they right now? Right now, as we speak. Four points. Oh yep. man. Yep. Yeah. See, I'm not betting on this game. <laughs> Down. Actually, no, I'm thinking of last week's game. No, it started at four, and it's still at four. Yep. So, anyway, let's move on because we're going to run out of time before long, and I don't. I want. I, I definitely want to spend a few minutes on the 49ers in Dallas since you have your strong feelings about the Shanahan, uh, um, the entire uh, legacy of the, the Shanahan family. <laughs> we got the 49ers at the Dallas Cowboys Sunday at 4.30, um, Shanahan, look at this team is, I think he's done a decent coaching job to get this team into the playoffs with what he's got to work with. The uh, Jimmy G is not an all world quarterback. You watched that game against the Rams last week and they were very innovative with the things they did with the run game. And, and they didn't ask Jimmy G to do a lot. And this is the way they got to the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying they're going to the Super Bowl, but this is the way it got to the Super Bowl, uh, two years ago is. Jimmy G throwing the ball eight times a game. Yeah, so Jimmy G, he's he's the key to this game for the 49ers. I mean, he don't he don't perform, you know, it's gonna be lights out for him. He's done uh in San Francisco. I do think- I, I don't I don't see I don't see I don't see the 49ers getting giving the giving them that much of a fight, to be honest with you. Like Dallas's defense is pretty pretty tough. And um, I mean, they got the Dallas has a few injuries on their offense. So I do like Dallas here a lot. Uh, Dak Prescott's thrown 13 touchdowns with no interceptions the last month uh, of the season. He's played very well. Dallas is really kind of rolling a bit. Um, I think the 49ers will find a way to keep it close, but I think the, the Cowboys will win this game uh, at the end, probably and possibly by you know better than 10 points. So close doesn't mean it won't end up you know. 14 point game at the end. It can still be a close game. I'll take the Cowboys here as well. And I'm, I know- I'm looking for this running game of the Cowboys to, to, come on, man, open up. And it's got like, you got, you got two guys back there, man. Like, run the ball, man. Like, get, get, you know, 
wear down this defense. Like, I'll be I'm not so sure, sure. I'm not so sure Zeke's the best running back in that backfield. To be honest with you, I don't. I, I just don't think he's been. I don't know, like uh, on his game, man. Like now he's in the playoffs, so if he if he rushes for more than sixty yards, man. I mean, Pollard's been hurt too, so Zeke's been getting more action right. recently. But if they have Pollard and Zeke healthy, it's going to be hard for the 49ers to control that running game and the passing game that that that, that Dak leads, which is one of the best in the league. Well, Gall- Gallup being out hurts a little bit, um, stretching the field, right? Because you're down. Um, Cowboys 27-20. I like that score, actually. Not bad. Score, too, Allen. 27-20 yeah. Dallas. I was thinking more. I was thinking more twenty-seven, twenty-four. But yeah, all right, Allen. That's a good. That's a good score. Let's go back to the, the tomorrow's games. The early game is at is at four thirty, and and again another it's going to be pretty cold in Cincinnati. But at least they're playing before the uh, you know gets warm. Uh, the the Raiders going mm-hmm. to Cincinnati and playing the. the <laughs> I got to tell you, this Bengal team. If there's a sleeper in this playoffs, and that's not named the Patriots. Uh, sorry, I'll try not to be a homer all the time. If there's a sleeper in the AFC, and, and by the way, everything's wide open in both conferences, I think. Almost any one of these teams could get hot and go all the way. The yeah. Bengals are a team to watch out for, though, because they could, they've could they got what Buffalo's lacking in that big run back, and they, they're they much more complete on the offensive side of football than, say, Buffalo is. Um, and Joe Burrow and, and those wide receivers have just been clicking all year. So I, I like the Bengals here over the Raiders. The Raiders have done a good job getting here, but I like I like Joe Burrow uh, and uh, that Joe Mixon running run game to uh, beat the Raiders in this game, and maybe handily. I know you're a big Derek Carr fan, so <laughs> what does he so, got? Yeah, I mean, again, Cincinnati, man, come out and put those points on the board because – you don't want David Carr. You don't want David. You don't want the ball in his hands. Like, and he might not be consistent in the first and second like quarters, but well, we, we may not get to this entire topic I wanted to talk about, which was quarterbacks we trust most and least. But Alan, Alan knew we were going to talk about it, and he says the guy he trusts most through of all the quarterbacks in the playoff, all fourteen is Joe Burrow, and I. I that's a bold prediction. You can drop the mic there, uh, Alan, because I don't. That's, I love Joe Burrow, but I don't think he's the guy I would trust the most. Nah, not yet. I would trust most is the oldest guy in the field still. Uh, to, to, if I had to rely on a guy to win one game, it would be Tom Brady. Thirty-four to seventeen is the prediction you got. Thirty-four to seventeen. Probably a game. I, that's you know, Alan. You're you have, probably, if you're Cincinnati, you better put up those points, man. <laughs> like. If you keep it, if you keep it closer than that, again, it's gonna be like the Patriots and Bills game. You keep it close, man. Car, Car is, he's 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 clutch, man. And um, this and, is a this is a young team, and again, they cannot be falling behind early in this game. I think they gotta go. They gotta they yeah. gotta rev up that engine, and they gotta keep the pedal to the metal, man. Listen, and if Car gets hurt, they don't have a scrub backup. You know, Mario. I'm I'm a Mariota fan, and I feel like he's had. Got he got the worst of it for being in the Titans when they were down there back in the day because they got too many coordinators for him. But he I he can Mariota yeah. can run and he can sling the rock. So he's not he's not he's not a shabby guy, man. When the Patriots were uh, were uh, looking for a quarterback before they brought Cam and they kicked the tires on bringing in Mariota. I think he was a free agent at the time and they didn't do it. But fun. I was in favor of that. 
Yeah, uh, Mariota would have been definitely on the Patriots if they didn't have to pay that contract. So, What else we got here? Let's see. We got the Eagles in Tampa Bay. Listen, the Eagles have had a better year than I thought they'd have, but I think they're going to be in way over their head at Tampa Whoa. Bay. You're, you don't think they're going to be able to give Tampa Bay any, mm-hmm. any fight? No, I think this game will be a two-touchdown win for the Buccaneers. If it comes down to – yeah, the, look. <sighs> Again – Teams like like Kansas City, Tampa Bay, they got to score and score fast and just keep the head straight. Like, don't give these teams a, a fighting chance, man, because they a lot of guys like to scrap, right? Like, <laughs> I think I think the Eagles will, can be in a dogfight with Tampa Bay if Tampa Bay doesn't doesn't do what they're supposed to do. Like, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what, any uh, uh, David Gaetz asking any prediction on an upset this weekend. The next game I'm going to talk about is where I think the biggest upset of the weekend is going to come, and that's the Steelers and Kansas City at the Chiefs. You can't don't sell the Steelers short. And the thing, no. look, and I'm not a Ben Roethlisberger fan. He's a <laughs> tough, tough guy though. If he gets time, which he may be may do this weekend, if they give him time, he can still beat you. And the defense is pretty good. The Chiefs have been really. Out of sync a lot of the year, even last mm-hmm. week uh, when they did come back and and win that game uh, was it last week I'm thinking of they played uh, I can't think any ever every anyway it doesn't matter every week I watch them they just don't seem like the the come out they're not they were uh, the last couple of years I like the Steelers to go to Kansas City and win this game so there's your upset for me Dave yeah but Juju, Juju comes back and plays well yeah, Juju, yeah. They give them an opportunity in, in the offense to score points because um, that's what they've been lacking in, in Pittsburgh is um, in, the, in the third and fourth quarter is putting up those points. Listen, Kansas City, they're at home, and the weather is going to be a factor for both teams. Um, yeah, they're both cold-weather teams, though, so it's not – Yeah, but nobody – as much as they play in it and they say they, that, you know, they both – nobody wants to play in cold weather. You know, that's it. <laughs> If they got a, if they if the if the weather is bad and it affects the you know the throwing the football or whatever, I trust the Steelers' run game more than the Chiefs' run game too. So, well, gotta, the, the Chiefs don't have a bad bad running back. The problem is that you know he's they gotta they gotta give him the they gotta have to give him the ball. They gotta trust him to run the ball, right? Yeah, and if That's this and if this is a close game, I trust and I love Andy Reid. Don't get me wrong, but if this is a close game and it comes down to kind of managing the clock, I trust Mike Tomlin a lot more than Andy Reid because Andy Reid and the clock are not friends. Look, the uh, the the Chiefs need to run this ball. They need to score quick, run this ball. And they give any opportunity for for the Steelers to get that defense going. You know what I'm going to do, Alan? I'm going to pick this game exactly the opposite, 1913, but in regulation. <laughs> That's my prediction for that game. Yeah, I think this game's going to go close, and, and Pittsburgh could be upset team. I, let's, move on. let's move on to the Cardinals and the Rams Monday at 8 o'clock, which, by the way, is a huge, I think, um, hurdle for these teams to play Monday night, no matter which day. They're not going to play Saturday next week. We know that. Right. But they can play on Sunday. They they come up with a day less to prepare than any other team. I do. I understand they want to spread out these games and get some viewers on Monday night, but this is not fair to these two teams that have to play this game. Not the two teams. It's the team that comes out the winner. Uh, it's going to be an unfair advantage, uh, uh, put at an unfair disadvantage, I think. Rams have not been playing really well. <laughs> we watched them blow a lead to the 49ers last week. The Cardinals don't look like they looked early in the year. 
this could be a game of attrition. And I think the Rams will come out ahead in this game. Even though I picked the Cardinals early in the year to be my sleeper, I like the Rams that come out ahead in this game. What's the final word? Is Watt playing this game or not? Uh, I do not think there's a final word. He may be a game-time decision. I'm looking at some stuff right now. I do not see any definitive uh, word. I think he's going to end up being a game-time decision. Right. Thing. Um, be it that as may, like, you got to – that defense can can slow down the Cardinals. But if Kyler Murray's on his A game – it's it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good it's gonna be a good matchup for the first you know for for a few few quarters, but if you if you're the Cardinals man you better <laughs> score them points man don't keep the don't keep the don't keep the Rams close man because Stafford is clutch. Right. Well, we only got a couple uh, minutes left. Real quick, we'll touch on this. We don't have a lot of time to spend on it, but I wanted to touch on who do you trust the most? Who do you trust the least in these playoffs? Um, I'm gonna say at the top of my list. Brady, and as much as I don't like the guy, Aaron Rodgers, your guy, uh, are the two guys I would trust the most with, uh, you know, with a game on the line in the playoffs. And the two guys I trust the least, I will tell you right now, would be Derek Carr <laughs> and Matthew Stafford. Two very experienced quarterbacks with lots of numbers, but no playoff success. Yeah. See, I trust the most. Uh, I'm going to go Tannehill, man. Um, smart quarterback. He sees what he he plays with what he got, and I, I think he's gonna he's gonna be the key for the Titans. Even though they bring Henry back, Tannehill's got to make good decisions. Um, and and he's been doing it all year. Um, for the offense now, his defense has to come to play every game. But I trust Tannehill, and uh, I don't trust Ben Roethlisberger, man. Uh, if you if you gotta make sure you. you you throw that 30 or 40 yard pass and in the wind, I don't know if you'd be able to make that. Uh, well, it's it's going to be an interesting weekend this weekend. Again, my pick, fun. my big upset will be the Steelers. <laughs> and I got to trust Ben this week as much as I don't like him. Give him time, though. He can still beat you. Oh, I can get out of the way, you guys, faster than he can. I'm 61 years old. Jesus. Come on, Ben. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyway, we're going to start to wrap it up here. Um, Carlos, thanks for coming in, and I'm glad you're all right. I was worried about you this morning. We'll get to these other topics we didn't get to, mostly the NBA. Maybe we'll talk more about the quarterbacks next year or next week that are left, uh, but we're we'll slowly talk about the playoffs as we go through. Uh, coming up uh, later today, do not miss uh, – uh, after this show, we'll air at 12 o'clock on Roku. You'll get Let's Talk uh, New York Sports with uh, myself and Dan Harris, who was just in. Good to see you, Dan, uh, this morning. And at 4 o'clock, you're going to get the Sports Scopes with Robert Butler. Later on, you've got Dan back again with Let's Talk Sports at, uh, at uh, what time is he on? 4 p.m., I guess, or 5 p.m. Big Shaw is on at 6, and Captain Jack is on at, I got this all mixed up. The times are wrong. 5 for Big Shaw, 5 for Captain Jack. So tune on Roku. Tune in Roku, guys. Get your stick. Uh, Get your Roku stick. If you got a Roku TV, look for the North, Northeast Streaming Sports channel. And uh, there's been some good stuff, and there's some good uh, on-demand stuff there as well. So we look forward to seeing you all there, and you can watch us live on our, our traditional outlets as well. So we'll wrap it up there. Carlos, thanks for having me. Or having me in. Thanks for coming in today, as always, and co-hosting me. And we'll get to that NBA at some time, I promise you guys. <laughs> Carlos got a lot about Tibbs and the Knicks. 
Have a great weekend, guys. Have a good one.